welcome to Women on the Line, a national women's current affairs program providing a gender analysis of contemporary issues from Australia and internationally. I'm Giselle Hanna. I attended the Listen Feminist Conference in Melbourne on the weekend of the 14th, 15th and 16th of October. Listen exists to spark and cultivate a conversation from a feminist perspective around the experiences of marginalised people in Australian music. Beginning with a website to share experiences as stories, rants, ephemera and mixed tapes, and leading to a printed anthology, Listen is here to encourage more equal participation in the music industry. One of the keynote addresses was delivered by feminist commentator Clementine Ford, and I'll be bringing you this speech over two weeks on Women on the Line. Clementine Ford is an Australian feminist writer, broadcaster and public speaker. She has a regular column in Daily Life, and in 2015, Ford received abusive messages online and responded by making some of those messages public. In September 2016, Clementine Ford released her debut book, Fight Like a Girl, and she reads the final chapter of this book. You'll hear partway through this that Clementine's newborn baby needs a feed and barely interrupting her stride, the baby feeds and Clementine continues with the discussion. Thank you so much. I'd also like to acknowledge that we're on Aboriginal land and I pay my respects to elders past and present. Um, I normally do a much shorter version of what was said here this morning, but that perfectly encapsulated everything. So I'd just like to second that and um, reiterate, yes, that the impacts of colonialism are still being felt and still being executed. And it's not enough to stand up in front of groups, as so many people do, and just acknowledge the one thing without acknowledging the next thing. Um, I was a little confused when I was asked to speak at this conference because I've always had a deeply, deeply uncool taste in music. And um, I listen to a lot of show tunes, and I still, um, I still really get down to Lisa Loeb. Um, so when I talked to Eva about that, and I said, you, you realise that I can't really talk about music, she said, it's okay, because it's a feminist conference, so you know, we want to talk about feminism as well. So um, I'm going to do something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable, because I, I realise it looks like I'm just up here spruiking a book, but I'm not. It's honestly just because I really want to read what's in this book to this conference. Um, and I didn't bring any to sell, so it's not like I'm doing it to sell them afterwards or anything like that. And also it's been really, really hard for me to sit down and write anything in depth lately, so I apologise. If you can forgive this little stink move that I'm about to do, I'm just going to read the final chapter in my book. Um, and it's called It's Okay to Be Angry. I need to tell you one of the most important things I've learned in my 35 years on Earth as a human being woman person. In fact, if you just take away one message, I hope it's this one, because it might be the cornerstone of everything. This is one of the hardest lessons for us to learn, but I urge everyone to embrace it. May it fill your heart and soul, may it keep you warm at night, and may it carve itself in letters large across the breadth of your whole mind. It is okay for you to be angry. All these years, people have been calling you angry as if it's a shameful thing, when what they really mean is, your refusal to be contained frightens me. It is okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be angry because you're a human being who lives in the world and you're allowed to be angry about some of the things that happen here. It's okay for you to be angry because you have blood, bones and a beating heart 
and those things are messy and powerful and full of life. It's okay for you to be angry because being angry is not illegal, no matter how much it might make other people uncomfortable. It's okay for you to be angry because you're a woman and the world has given you a lot of fucking shit to be angry about. Now, I wrote this book for women because it was called Fight Like a Girl, but I would like to acknowledge, of course, that not everyone in this room is a woman and obviously there will be some people who identify as men and some people who are non-binary. So you're all allowed to be angry. <laughs> it's okay for you to be angry. <laughs> to a world that instructs us to be passive and conciliatory, anger is a terrifying thing. Anger is unpredictable. It's uncontrollable. People are afraid of women's anger in particular because they're afraid of confronting its source. Inequality, violence, degradation, dehumanization, misogyny. If you don't want to accept that these things exist, you won't want to accept the, valid the validity of our feelings of rage about them. And so it becomes much easier for those invested in the status quo to do what they've always done when faced with the extremity of women's emotions, and that's to pathologize them. Women who express anger are recast as mythically terrifying creatures, hysterical banshees, harpies, fishmongers' wives, squawking, screeching, shrieking she-beasts making the world unpleasant for everyone around them. We are grotesque, monstrous mountains of rage, engorged and swollen with our own irrational delusions about the state of the world. We are ugly, and this is perhaps the most criminal aspect of our existence, because we're told that it's this ugliness that makes us so angry in the first place and causes us to lash out. In this reading of our anger, our exclusion from the system has not been caused by the system itself, but by the insufficiency of our own physicality. If we were pretty on the inside, we would be pleasant on the outside. If we were thin, we wouldn't have so much room inside us to harbour so much t hate and toxicity. If we took more pride in our appearance, instead of being lazy, grisly, fat, disgusting, ugly, angry old bitches, then men would want us. And if men wanted us, all our dissatisfaction and rage over being passed over would disappear and we would recognise just how wonderful this prison we live in really is. From the time we are born until the time we die, girls and women are taught to be the simpering, smiling backdrop to the greater purpose of men's achievements. Men rule the world while women decorate it. We aren't granted the flexibility of being able to play characters who can be complicated, messy, irreverent, assertive, admired and angry. These roles are reserved for men. We are expected to be their support in every way. We are the ones they fight over, the ones they lust after, the ones who encourage them and the ones who applaud them. We are the stage on which they stand, the curtains that signal for silence or applause, the scenery that forms the backdrop to their adventures, the swelling music that heralds their success. But why are you so angry, they ask. I'm angry that this is even a question. Sorry, I'll wait. I didn't... <laughs> I'm angry that this is even a question, because implicit in it is the suggestion that women have nothing to be angry about. It's so easy to stand within a system that favours you so completely that your privilege can no longer even be seen, and yet still have the arrogance to argue that those burdened by it are behaving unreasonably. Instead of responding to the legitimate grievances of half the world's population, the half that is marginalised, abused, discriminated against and oppressed. The responsibility to engage is shrugged off and once again turned into an issue of oversensitivity. Why am I angry? I'm angry because one in five girls over the age of 15 will experience sexual violence 
And yet the rape culture we raise them in, the, the rape culture we raise them in leads them to believe this sexual violence is somehow their fault. I'm angry because these same girls will hesitate to tell anyone what happened to them because if they don't already believe they caused it to happen, they're afraid that other people will. And just as a side note, something that we've seen this week in Melbourne um, after a woman reported being harassed on a tram and witnessing other women being harassed on a tram, the overwhelming landslide of people who rushed over themselves to not only diagnose from their computer desks uh, a neurological condition in someone who they'd never met, but did it in order to dismiss what she was saying. And to paint her as um, was one of my favorite accusations an attention seeker who was just looking to become famous on the internet. Because women who get attention on the internet, it's always usually very good. <laughs> I'm angry because girls and women are raped by, by groups of boys and men who colonise their precious bodies as a grotesque exercise in bonding, and yet are still later protected and defended by a community that wants us to believe it's women, who, it's women the ones who are set out to ruin the lives of promising future leaders. I'm angry because entire sporting teams can decide that a woman who consents to sex with one of them is consenting to sex with the entire team, and that this entitlement is supported by a wider society that has no problem asking, what did she expect? I'm angry because a circumstance of pack sex in which men exert their physical and social power over a teenage girl can be defended by their supporters as consensual group sex even when the girl ends up with a documented case of post-traumatic stress disorder and ongoing suicidal thoughts. And that was particularly in reference to an incident that occurred in 2003 in New Zealand um, with the Cronulla Sharks, uh, where all of that outlined happened with a 19-year-old girl in a rugby team. And still today there are people in Australia who will argue that it was consensual group sex because the men said that they consented to it. I'm angry because the concept of consensual sex is so poorly understood by a world that favours male sexual dominance to the point where rape is excused all the time, and yet some people still react to the proposition of further education around consent with conspiracy theories about how the bedroom is being overrun by red tape and bureaucracy. I'm angry because women and children are trafficked into slavery all over the world and abused every day. I'm angry because other women opt into sex work and are shamed for it, subjected to greater levels of abuse, but treated as though the nature of their profession means they deserve less respect and protection. I'm angry because women are groped on the streets or in bars and told that we have to accept these interactions as compliments, and that if we don't accept them as compliments, that we're overreacting and we're criminalising behaviour. Um, this isn't in there, but I read an article today about Donald Trump's son, um, who on radio a few years ago was arguing that if women couldn't handle sexual harassment in the workplace, then they should go and be kindergarten teachers. As if sexual harassment is part and parcel of being a woman in the workplace and something that we should just tolerate because it's just men having some fun. And one of the radio announcers, I'm going to paraphrase him so it's not an exact quote, but one of the radio announcers responded by saying, um, I have my phone on me, it's, it's, he said something like, they want to stop us from, the reason we don't want them in our areas is because they want to stop us from doing the things that we want to do. And he said it with no sense of recognition over what that meant, but I thought how telling that was, that groups of men who are led by thought process like Donald Trump's that we've seen this week do just want to behave the way that they 
fancy and we are supposed to just tolerate it. I'm angry because women are raped every day in their homes by their partners, family, friend, family members or friends and yet people still think that avoiding rape is as simple as just saying no. I'm angry because when we talk about rape, men tell us that we're just upset that no one wants to rape us, which is something that's been said to me on a number of occasions. I'm angry because women who commit the egregious crime of being fat while raped are even more likely to be disbelieved, because why would anyone rape them? I'm angry because women of colour, trans women and women with disabilities suffer significantly higher rates of male-perpetrated sexual violence than almost anyone else, yet are given significantly lower levels of support across the board. I'm angry because there are men who exploit the suffering of women of colour in other nations, not because they care about the liberation of these women, but so they can justify the white colonialist feelings of supremacy they have towards the men of colour who also live there. I'm angry because I've experienced these same men telling me they would laugh if I was gang raped by a pack of Muslims. I'm angry because it seems the real reason these men are upset is because they believe there are other men out there who are given permission to treat women the way they want to, but can never admit to. I'm angry because I've lost count of the number of women who've contacted me to tell me about the men who've raped them and got away with it. I'm angry because so many of these women are my friends. And I'm angry because rape and sexual violence is only one facet of how women are abused in this world. I'm angry because girls around the world are denied the right to education, to medical care, sometimes even to a childhood. I'm angry at how so many of us are taught from so young to see our bodies as shameful and disgusting. Nothing more than a dumping ground for men to unload their insecurities into in equal measure. I'm angry at the fact we're expected to see ourselves as ridiculous, to laugh at the sneering jokes made about us and our inferior state, and to pipe up in defence of the men who tell them, tell them, who tell these jokes whenever a flabby-mouthed harpy like me complains. I'm angry at how little we're valued as leaders and innovators. I'm angry that for thousands of years, men have taken credit for the work and discoveries of women to the point where we've been all but erased from history. Were we even there? As wives and mistresses, certainly. But all that other stuff we did, no one given the power to document matters of note saw us, saw us as important enough to bother with. I'm angry that the sexist men who disregard women's immense contributions to the world insist that our gender has been responsible for creating nothing, building nothing, inventing nothing and designing nothing, because to them, the complicated, difficult task of growing an entire human being, which is something that some of us do from scratch and then giving birth to it, isn't considered that big a deal. I'm angry that girls all over the world learn to hate themselves because we are taught that we are worth hating. And the examples I've given here are just a drop in the ocean of pain that some women spend a lifetime swimming through, just trying to find their way to safe land. These are real assaults and oppressions. This is a real culture of crime and degradation. If history did bother to document the lives of women, it would be written with the ink of tears that have flowed since the beginning of time. These things aren't real, feminism's opponents will say to you, at least not in the way that you pretend they are. Yes, this stuff sometimes happens, but you're exaggerating most of it. Men can be victims too. A lot of these stories are really just women regretting it afterwards. What do you mean that's victim blaming? I don't blame victims, not the real ones. And stop talking about rape culture. Rape culture doesn't even exist. 
How can culture teach people to rape? I'm sure many of you who wade in the cesspool of the internet and Twitter have heard that one. And yet, the man who is running for president is admitting to sexual assault. How does culture teach people to rape, I ask you? Women just need to take more care because there are bad people out there. No, of course you don't have to take care and be safe around me. That's absurd. I mean, how dare you? You're basically accusing me of being a rapist, and that is so <coughs> offensive. Don't you know that 99% of us are good, decent men who would never hurt anyone? Having said that, women still shouldn't wear short skirts and drink too much, because you never know who might take advantage of you. Stop asking if that means around me as well. Of course it doesn't mean around me. You can drink around me. I'm not going to hurt you. But don't get too drunk, because it's not nice when women get too drunk. <laughs> Also, it affects their ability to respond to danger. That's why it's best if they stay sober, because you never know who's out there. No, not me, I already said that. No, he can't have raped her if she went back to his house, because why else did she go back to his house? She should have known what to expect. I'm not saying what he did was right, but she shouldn't have been so drunk. Both people should take responsibility. Of course I can control myself around women. What kind of question is that? Stop acting like women need to be on their guard around all men as if we're all rapists. This is just about your vendetta. Your problem is that you hate men and you're actually blinded by that. Yes, you're blinded by misandry. You're actually making the world more unsafe for women. You, you're the one making it more unsafe for them. Because you refuse to let us issue practical advice about how they can protect themselves. Telling women to watch their behaviour isn't excusing violence. It's stopping it, if anything. Why are you so fucking angry all the time? What happened to you that made you so fucking bitter and angry? Anger is absolutely the appropriate response for women to have in a society that not only freezes us out of its core operations, but seizes every opportunity to hurt and demean us. It is right that we be angry about our treatment as women in the world because it means we still have control of our faculties and haven't been sucked into the step for the hell that patriarchal order has always tried to box us into. We should be angry, because if we aren't, we aren't paying enough attention. But the problem here is twofold, because compounding this anger is the epic con condescension and mansplaining that women have to endure from irate, irate men who love nothing more than to waffle on and on about how sexism doesn't exist, misogyny is a myth, and statistics about discrimination are all made up. I thought I was going to be able to do that. <laughs> Just give me a moment. <laughs> we have to endure from irate men who love nothing more than to waffle on and on about how sexism doesn't exist, misogyny is a myth, and statistics about discrimination are all made up. It's bad enough that we have to live with the reality of this shit, but is there anything more infuriating than being told you lack the proper objectivity to be able to rationalise your experience of the world, so you need a man to do it for you. Put up your hand if you've ever sat and listened gobsmacked as a man told you that something you found threatening or sexist, let's say being yelled at from a car window, wasn't actually threatening or sexist at all, but was in fact a light-hearted expression of appreciation, or even a compliment. And to behave as if it was anything more than that isn't just a gross overreaction, but actually an insult to the women who experience real oppression all around the world. Put up your hand. <laughs> um, so in the context of the book, I say, right, now, with, with that hand still raised,
Stand up and walk to the nearest window, open it, and let out the blood-curdling scream I know you felt building up inside you as you read that sentence. Congratulations, that was the sound of the glass ceiling being shattered by thousands of angry women screaming at the same time. It is okay to be angry. We need to get over the stigma of what it means to be an angry woman. We've been taught to fear the label and all that it represents, which is supposedly a kind of hyper-emotional femaleness that lacks perspective and rationality. But our anger is not irrational. It's very concentrated and sensible, and it's a response to the pain of thousands of years of oppression and supremacy that's been used against us. That doesn't mean that we are blazingly angry all the time. I mean, even I give myself a break now and then to watch The Bachelor or Survivor. <laughs> Guilty. Bachelor in Paradise is a lot of fun. <laughs> My anger is not always explosive, but it is always with me. And I think it means that I'm paying attention. When I was young, my father used to tell me that I would catch more flies with honey than I would with vinegar, because sweetness was the shortcut to getting things done. Yet I never heard him offer the same advice to my brother. For that matter, I've never heard of any man being advised to be sweet and compliant in order to get his own way. Charming, yes. Convincing, of course. Powerful, assertive, confident, absolutely. But never to be sweet and passive, to flatter the person who has power over you by appealing to their sense of superiority. It isn't for our own good that women are told to stop being so angry. This is the pretense, of course, but the objective isn't to protect us from the frightening capacity of our own rage. How could it be? More to the point, why would we in particular need to have our personalities babysat like this? We aren't delicate little flowers who need to be shielded from experiencing or expressing extreme emotions. The truth is, women's anger is pathologised as dangerous because it represents a threat to the stability of the gender inequality that relies on its absence. Imagine the magnificent things we could achieve if we allowed ourselves to truly give in to our anger, if we turned our backs on sweetness and harnessed instead the palpable rage that is our birthright. And where has all that sweetness got us? As a collective, not, a, not especially far. I've no doubt it's helped individual women along the way. Shari Marks. <laughs> Julie Bishop. <laughs> But even they must have had moments of frustration <laughs> over how often they've had to fold themselves into a neatly pretty corsage just to get anything done. The truth is our anger has been wrested from us using the same threats of isolation and rejection that have proved so effective against women trained to view our worth through the eyes of men. It isn't nice for us to be angry, so we try not to be. It isn't pretty for us to use our anger, so we don't. It doesn't recommend us to men to have anger within us. So we hide it away and pretend it belongs to those other kinds of women, the sexless, ugly, brutish ones whose hostility stems from being unappealing. Or is it the other way around? It is okay for you to be angry. You have a lot to be angry about. And it's okay if being angry about these things makes some men feel bad or indignant or picked on. It's not your job to shield them from the things that women have to deal with every day. was part one of Clementine Ford reading the final chapter of her debut book, Fight Like a Girl, at the Listen Conference. Tune in next week for part two. 
Fight Like a Girl is available at bookstores across Australia as well as online. Additionally, if you want to learn more about the Listen conference, you can go to their website, which is listenlistenlisten.org. A big thank you to the conference organisers for the use of this audio. Women on the Line is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to womenontheline at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au and that's the digit 3, not spelt out in letters. Go to the Women on the Line page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.